0: welcome to stand out from the crowd the podcast dedicated to helping professionals and leaders amplify their voice impact and influence are you ready let's go Hello, hello, beautiful people. Uh, Bonjour, salam, wa alaikum. So welcome for a new live episode of Stand Out from the Crowd, the podcast dedicated to helping professionals amplify their voice, impact, and income. And before we dive into uh, today's topic, I have a few announcements uh, to make. As you join, of course, this live, use the comment section. Let us know where you are tuning in from. We have a beautiful international communities, people from the east, the west, the north, the south. And that's the beauty of, uh, of the internet, where we can all come together and you know talk about topics that matter uh, to us as professionals, as leaders. The next announcement that I want to make actually is that I'm hosting a very soon a free webinar, a special edition for the UAE. So if you are an HR professional uh, based in the UAE, if you are a CEO, a leader, an entrepreneur who want to boost the leadership potential of the woman in his or her organization, then Feel free to click the link below there is a link in the comment section where you can register for free save your seat because we are going to talk about data and concrete way to really boost women in leadership roles Now without further ado without further ado beautiful people today we are going to answer the question is a hr job of the heart or of the mind what do you think? Let us know. Share your thought about it in the comment. Again, okay. This is the question that we are going to answer with our standout guest, Sana Kreshi. Hi, Hi Sana.
1: <laughs> Welcome. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Darren. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, it's uh, it's it's really great to to participate on on such a platform where, you know, um, different people, they share their ideas and experiences. So thank you for having me. Now, you are most welcome. And I see you, uh, people
0: joining us, uh, Bezad, who say hi, Justine, who is from Canada. Bezad, I believe you are from the UK. Uh, we have another LinkedIn user who says, I have an important questions. Questions, from, uh, okay, so... You know, let us introduce ourselves and then we will dive into the question. I knew, I knew this topic will be fire, right? So for those of you who may not know uh, Sana, let me tell you a little bit about her. She's based in Dubai, and she works as an HR manager. So, Sana, you have a real passion in making HR innovative while finding new and creative ways to optimize the HR processes, creating a positive experience for the workforce. You believe that to be an effective HR leader, it is important to understand and adapt a balanced approach of the head and the heart, emphasizing the importance of compassion while being authentic and empathetic. You believe, you still believe there is a lot for you to accomplish and for the people around you. So Asana, it's being said that HR professionals are emotional caregivers. Would you say that is true? Yeah.
1: Well, I uh, it, it really depends that who is saying it in what situation they are saying this. So uh, I, I wouldn't comment on this, whether this is true or not. It depends on the personal experiences of an individual. Um, it, 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 it could be true, it could not be true. So something that uh, is, is a personal experience for everyone. But uh, Darren when you say uh, that the HR should, whether they should think with their heart or their mind, we first need to define uh the mind and the heart I would my favorite is the heart so I'll define the heart first so what does leading with the heart look like? so the heart is the one that drives emotions uh you embrace and exhibit characteristics such as empathy compassion authenticity emotional resilience you respond to your intuitions and attune your mind to your instincts Heart means understanding the importance of well-being of individuals that you work with. So this is uh, my definition of, you know, leading with the heart. Now, what does leading with the mind mean? Uh, How do you define leading with the mind? So the head is the one that provides the thinking, um, or if I may say, rational thinking, uh, leading to more tangible results. It is the knowledge and the insights that is very important because you know you might have well uh, you might be well uh, intentioned but lack of information can lead sometimes to ineffective decisions. So my intentions might be good, but uh, if I don't consider my mind, I may lead to uh, you know ineffective decisions. So first we need to understand. The definition of leading with mind and leading with the heart,
0: and that that's very true. Thank you for for like sharing those uh, definitions based on your own experience, uh, uh, Sana, of what it means leading with the heart versus leading with the mind. And so, Sana, when I look at your profile, I see that you went to university where you studied hr and then you have been building a successful career in the hr industry and i feel like you are among the few people who build who have built a career around what they went to university for which is great so now could you could you maybe tell us more about your role as an hr leader and how your role has evolved over the years
1: of course you know uh, my passion has always been i've been working uh, as a people profession for more than 12 years or so now. And um, I, I I love what I do. I do it with a lot of passion. Um, I've worked for uh, organizations in, in the UAE. And um, uh, again, you know, my passion has always been with, to deal with people. I love to understand what are they going through? What is that I can improve? Uh, Where are the gaps? You know, communication is something which is very, very important with your people, something that is a constant dialogue must go on with your people. So that's something that I really believe in. And, you know, to be an effective HR leader, it takes a balance again. Mm -hmm. It takes a balance of the head and the heart. So intellectually, you need the ability to understand and use data to make business decisions. But it's also um, it's also about being able to empathize, empathize Mm -hmm. with people, because at the end of the day, we are dealing with people, we are dealing with emotions, we are not dealing with machines. You need to strike, you know, again, I, I would again and again say that you need to strike a balance between logic and emotions a better leader is someone who adopts a steady approach creating an environment to thrive thrive for your people
0: yes and you know you, you just said something that is very important and i think now especially in north america it, 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 you know it takes all the sense of it. it is like we are dealing with people not with machine and you know it looks like hr professionals are torn apart between the expectations of the company in terms of compliance, getting results, getting the job done, which is normal. But on the other side, you know, the expectations from the employees uh, to create and foster a fair, diverse uh, and motivational workplace. And it's particularly obvious in North America where it just blew up in people's face And for the past few months now, we have been talking about leadership crisis, HR crisis, great resignation. So now I know in the UAE, the dynamic is quite different, right? But have you personally across like uh, during the past 12 years, have you ever felt uh, that there was a gap between what was expecting from you from the company side and what you wanted to do at heart, you know, and what the comp- the, the employees were expecting from you as the HR leader.
1: Well, yes, um, I would say, uh, Darren, the employees they always have a, a different outlook towards the HR, and uh, they have a lot of expectations from the HR. Because again, when you say, uh, you know, you have an you have an HR manager in the organization, uh, you have a people's person the definition of an hr is a people's person so employees definitely have uh, great expectations from from you know the, the hr manager or hr leader in the organization and they feel that um uh, it, it they feel that it should be more uh, towards the, the employees or um it should be employee-centric but we, at the end of the day, the, the HR community, we work in an organization. We have to maintain a discipline. We have to look, look into um, the employment regulations, the employment laws, based on which the company policies are established. So, there are certain company policies established which we have to consider and treat everybody equally. We cannot go out of our way, you know um uh, to uh, uh, we cannot give an impression that we are biased to one employee or you know we 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 don't play favorites we have to balance it again we have to be a, a business partner to the organization and at the same time we need to support our employees we need to understand what they're going through we need to understand their issues we need to understand what are the gaps and highlight highlight them uh, to to the organization to the top management to improve because that's the way you know to go forward um a lot of times you know uh, we have been in in situations where uh, we have directly or indirectly uh, heard uh, or you know people have come to us and they've spoken to us uh, they've told us that you know we we we, we have high hopes and expectations from the HR in terms of, you know, different, different uh, issues. So um, I try to always explain them that uh, I, I completely understand you have these expectations and we are working towards it. We can improve it. However, there are limitations, there are limitations and those limitations are guided by certain policies, certain employment laws, which again, you need to keep a balance. Exactly, and this is where the exercise
0: actually is the most uh, uh, challenging, I believe. So before we go further into the conversation, let's take a look at the comments and the questions uh, from the audience, please. I see many of you are watching the live. So if you have any comments, questions, the time is now. So we can all uh, benefit from uh, Sana's uh, experience and expertise. So we have a question here and I cannot see your name. Let me check here if I can see your name. Um, OK, from Raga Vendran. Uh, good evening. I have an important question. Some HRs and recruiters never bother to update the candidates if they are not selected. Oh, that's, that's true. What is your advice to such HRs and recruiters who don't inform the candidates?
1: Yeah, so um, I'm not sure. I, I can't read the name of uh, of the one who has posed this question. But, yes, um, there is a process in every organization. <clears throat> when an HR receives uh, or when an HR will post a job, they will receive hundreds and sometimes thousands of CVs. Yeah. And we do mention always that, you know, if your, you, your CV is shortlisted uh, and... Um, we, After screening, of course, once we screen the profiles, we shortlist the profiles. That's the time when we start the interview process. So uh, you need to understand that we receive a lot of CVs and we will only um, approach those candidates that are shortlisted for an initial round of an interview. And th- thereafter, of course, a face-to-face round of, of an interview. Uh, if it is clearly mentioned in the job post that you will be contacted if you're shortlisted, then yeah. definitely yeah. you will be contacted. Thereafter, if um, you uh, you're not updated, uh, of course that's not professional. If you've been interviewed, you should be updated on the status of your of your progress and you know what's the next step.
0: Yeah. So, but there is a difference here, like. If you have been shortlisted and interviewed, and if not, and as you said, HR professionals receive like thousands, hundreds, and thousands of of, of resumes, so they can't, they humanly anyway can't respond to every single person, and it's usually clearly stated in the job uh, in the job offer that only people who are shortlisted will be contacted. Then the situation where you have been interviewed. That's something different. And as Sana said, you should at least be uh,
1: informed if you didn't go through it. Right? I yeah. um, also, Darren, it's a, a lot of, uh, you know, the recruitment process today is automated. Yeah. So uh, if, if they're not shortlisted, then they should receive an email that uh, you're not shortlisted. Yeah. And so we
0: have Simonetta. Hi, Simonetta from Dubai, who says it should be a blend of heart and mind exactly yes Um, yes. absolutely abdella here says i would say a combination of both and of course the hard part is to find the right balance (laughs) and that's exactly what uh you have been uh, talking about um uh, sana which is good uh we have here Oh, we have here, okay, a couple of questions. I'm going through all your questions here. So we have a question from Justin. Uh, Hi, Justin, who says, How do you best communicate with your employees on a
1: regular basis? Justin, by having Air Mason, through Air Mason. So Justin knows very well what I'm saying. Okay. Um, Jokes apart uh you this uh, question is how do you best communicate with your employees on a regular basis so yes um this reminds me of technology so mm-hmm. um giving you an example you know today all, all your leave processes are automated so you know back in the days uh it was very traditional you used to have a paper leave application and you used to go to your approving manager um, uh, to approve your leave application and they used to review it and i am definitely definitely sure that once they receive your application you are in front of them standing so they would tell you please have a seat um where are you going uh are you going with family Okay, how, I mean, have you already planned your trip? So there was a conversation, there was a communication. Today, because of technology, you apply leave and you know, it's just approved, Um, you know, you you don't get to speak or you don't get to communicate in the sense, where are you going? What are you doing? So I think um, you need to communicate more frequently, not through technology, Mm. face to face because I think technology of course technology is very important technology helps you to optimize the processes but again technology is is a machine we we don't have to forget to interact with humans that's something which is very very important take out some time have some sessions with your employees have some engagement with them have a one-to-one meeting with them Uh, try to find different and creative ways to communicate with them face to face yeah yeah that, that that's very true check-in sessions, and have check-in sessions you know you can keep in check-in session uh, would you like to check in with the hr on so and so date please uh, book a schedule uh check-in sessions actually are quite good and
0: i remember when i was leading a team uh in in west africa uh like like fridays uh for me, Fridays, I had arranged my schedule, so Fridays were free for me to meet with every single one of my team members. It was a lot of energy, but it was, it was a lot of passion. And when you get to know your employees, you know what they are passionate about, what they like to do, what they don't like to do, like it helps you, you know, to, to create experiences where they are fully engaged because you know how to uh, adjust and make your workplace evolve based on your people. Because I like to say a company is is as as successful as its people. If your people are not successful, your company cannot be successful, or at least not on the long term, again, uh, uh, right? And we have uh, a few few more comments here from, Okay, I see you here from Maiza uh, who says uh, a very good feedback from the candidate who didn't made it through for the second interview. They were so thankful for the update. We should take time to thank candidate for showing up the day of the interview. And that's a question, actually, that's a recurring questions. I see your question. So that's a recurring questions. We have a couple of people who asked the same question. We know it can be frustrating. Um, and, you know, and then, like, as we said, it's it's a matter of, you know, uh, being respectful and, you know, implementing habits that will ensure that everyone feel respected and, you know, and uh, for the time, either you have been selected or not uh, through the, the interview process. Bezad here says, with the recruiting, I do agree there that it's tough, but more importantly, HR are the one to be people's people and there in everything
1: yeah of course i mean we are people the hr professionals they are a people's person but um again um when you're recruiting you receive so many cvs so many profiles and you know my apologies but sometimes quite irrelevant uh, profiles so for example if mm-hmm. i'm uh, i'm i'm posting for an, for an accountant's position I have received some of the funniest uh, resumes and um, you cannot respond to everybody and you cannot, uh, yeah. scre- you cannot you cannot interview everybody and it's again it's a process. So of course we have a job description we have posted a job description you need to see if that's matching you know your your it's, it's, if that's matching your profile if that's matching uh, your education or your background okay. then apply. And when you apply, it it, it uh, the they see, the CVs are received by by uh, the the recruitment team. They screen it, they shortlist it, and after screening and shortlisting, they invite you for an interview. But again, it's very difficult for an HR to respond to each and every profile. I uh, I, I I do understand what what the candidates they they might go through it, but they have to understand as well that. It's, it's just uh, That's it, the it's way it just... is sometimes, you know, like there, there is,
0: I mean, we can always improve processes, but then we, it's hard, you know, to find processes that can answer every single person expectation. Right. Uh, we have a good question from Samir and thank you, Samir, for asking this question. How do you manage organization talent and what is the tool for
1: feedback? So, uh, Sami, there are different ways of managing um, talent within your organization, and there are different tools for feedback. Now, this again depends from organization to organization, and what kind of, you know, tools they are using to give feedback. Um, in in, uh, it also depends on the headcount of the organization. Is it a small, medium enterprise, or is it a multinational organization? um how many how, I mean what what is the structure internally uh, feedback of course feedback is something very important it's a two-way process sometimes you 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 know you circulate surveys and receive their feedback on 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 certain topics and then of course give them feedback as well so it it really depends on on uh, you know the organization and what kind of tools they're using
0: okay thank you so um we will get back to the questions a little bit later and keep those questions popping uh if we don't answer the questions during the live rest assured that we read all the comments and questions and we respond all of them okay uh uh, sana i would like to know what is the most important lesson that you have learned over your career
1: so far be honest to yourself Be honest to yourself stay strong Um, there are a lot of challenges for hr leaders uh, but you need to keep going Uh, you need to maintain uh, again i I would say that again you need to maintain a balance Um, don't uh, you know don't take it close or a lot of things will happen because again i i say the hr is both a, a business partner to the organization and the an HR is um, an employee advocate so we have to balance it we ha- we are in between we are trying our best um and uh, you know we have to keep moving so similarly again my my over the past experiences i have learned um number one as i said be honest to yourself uh, because when you're honest to yourself definitely you are honest to the rest stay strong and keep going wow that's powerful
0: people that's powerful stay strong (laughs) keep going and you know always stay true to yourself and this is very important because we see it happening too often and i want to mention that especially with women everyone is affected by this but it uh, disproportionately affect women where when women reach the leadership role right she she feels like she has to behave in a way that is not authentic to her right and at some point in the in her career a woman and and as i said it happens to men and women both but women are more disproportionately affected by this, at some point when you feel like you are not aligned, what you're doing is not aligned with who you are because you have been behaving in a way based on what you thought the company's standards were, what you thought people were were expecting from you as a woman leader when actually it's about staying true to yourself so you can become the leader you were meant to be. You can have a greater impact and most importantly, you can stay aligned with who you are. Here in North America with the crisis and everything, the COVID and everything that happened with it, uh, we see more and more women stepping down from leadership roles because they either burn out or they either can't sustain the fact that what they are doing and the way they are doing it is not aligned with who they are. So, as you said, Sana, staying true to yourself is very important, especially as a leader.
1: As a leader, and also, you know, we uh, we understand that you know, we, you know, you you are you have different backgrounds. Um, and that's what makes you know, different diversity and people from from different regions they come together to an organization and we need to respect that. For example, myself, um, I'm a mom, I, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, uh, I am an employee, I am an HR. All this, all this, all these experience is what I'm made of. So I think we need to respect everybody's experiences that they bring into the organization um, of course definitely everybody has their own story and we need to respect them we need to respect them who they are uh, you you just need to understand that an organization is not made out of just one person it's made up of people and we need to understand that the people are different they behave differently But what we can do is try to respect their opinions, their differences. And actually, that's a great transition to the
0: next question from Maiza, who asks, how do you encourage employees,
1: especially those who are introverts, to engage in the activity? Yeah, that's, um, again, everybody has a different personality. So you, you will find introverts, you will find extroverts, you will find... Uh, people who are very emotional Uh, you will uh, find people who are very nervous you will find people who are extremely happy uh dealing with um introvert people perhaps you know if you have had an activity in your organization and you saw that a couple of people did not participate or they were hesitant or you felt that they are introvert or they are shy for whatever reason uh, don't react. Don't react at that point of time. After the activity, you go and have a word with them individually. Speak to them. Uh, you know, I saw you, you were quite. You were quiet and you didn't really respond or you didn't really participate. Um, is there something that I can help you with? Is that something that is bothering you? Are you shy to participate? You know, have, have uh, a dialogue with them. Keep that communication flowing. And then h- help them out. Try to um, uh, offer them some some uh, trainings. Try to have uh, try to coach them. Um, have a mentor assigned to them. You need to first understand. You you, know, you don't need to embarrass introverts. Uh, you know that they did not participate. No, it's fine. Everybody is different. Everybody um, is, is is has a different personalities. As I said. But what we need to understand, we need to understand them individually. We need to understand that, that what can make them, what can help them, what can make them better to participate. Again, it's, it's the communication. You need to understand them better. You need to spend some more time with them and then help them, offer them trainings, um, sit with them, have some coaching sessions with them once in a, once in a while, maybe once in a week and uh, try to record the progress Mm, that's 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 very smart yeah record the progress
0: you know it's good for you as the hr professional but it's also good for the employee to see his or her progress um uh, sana we are hitting the 30 minutes mark uh thank you so much for those of you uh watching live and replay please keep posting your questions your comments we will go through every one of them and we will answer all of them if you are based in the UAE uh, and you would like to uh, promote and and help support the women leaders in your organizations uh, i'm hosting um, a free webinar in the upcoming weeks so if you want more details the link is in the this, in, is in the comment below and sana I want to thank you again. Thank you for all the valuable insights you shared with us. Thank you for sharing your, for bringing your experience and your expertise uh, in a way that was uh, 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 empowered and empowering. Thank you.
1: Darren, thank you so much. You give so much of positive energy, more power to you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. And I will see you next week,
0: uh, same day, same time, for another live episode of Stand Up From The Crowd. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye.